0: Well, greetings to each of you. Welcome to The Shakedown. Uh, if this is your first go-round with us, I uh, highly suggest you backtrack and catch some of the previous episodes as we're um, meeting with Dr. Stephen Sampson for the fourth episode, talking about conflict management. Covered a lot of material in the previous uh, three episodes about this. But in summarizing, bringing it together, we're talking about uh, some skills that we can demonstrate to manage conflict effectively. Last time we talked about uh, using our the words we use, the tone of voice, our facial expression, our, our body language, gestures, and <laughs> quite simply just paying attention to what's going on around us so that we see what's coming. But closing this out, what are some other uh, skills, Dr. Samson, that that we can put
1: into practice as far as managing conflict. This is probably the most difficult one. <laughs> okay. And it's because of what we call emotionality. Uh, we live in a culture that doesn't really teach us a lot about emotions. Sure. How we deal with emotions is basically to, um, medicate them. <laughs> right. Uh, we medicate them with alcohol, food, uh, smoking, right? Drugs. Sure, and when we feel feel there's a key word feel right, we tend to manage our emotions in a way that's somewhat artificial. Uh, we we basically we may overeat, we may overdrink, we may over smoke, we may take drugs, and what happens is that's kind of a uh, kind of a naive way to think about it. Years ago, actually, I was doing some training for a group, and we, they, they were corrections folks, and they would also uh, it was a, a juvenile a federal government juvenile program and I get picked up at this airport mm-hmm. by this driver and It was just him and I in this vehicle with a band And we're riding along and, uh, and he says to me what do you do? And I said I don't tell him I'm a psychologist I know what that's going to start <laughs> But then he, he says he said I said I'm an educator He said well I read you were a psychologist I said oh yeah I'm a psychologist <laughs> This is a cute story so he says to me, you mind if we talk along the way about some things? I said, ah, no, I'll go right ahead. You know, I'm in the back, he's up in the front. He said, I used to be an alcoholic. I like, oh, okay. He said, and something happened recently. I was in an A meeting and I want to ask you about it. Okay. I said, okay. He said, you know, um, I quit drinking about two years ago. He said, I lost my marriage over it. I no. lost the business that I had. I'm not planning on always driving a van. I said, "Was well, another woman driving a van?" He said, "No, but I've lost my life because of that." Yeah. And I was in this um, meeting, um, and uh, this elderly woman who had been an alcoholic and she was probably in the late '60s said to me, "When did you start drinking?" And he told her. He said, "Well, I was 18. I was probably drinking a six-pack uh, a day." Mm. And he said, and uh, and then he said, "I quit drinking," as I said to her uh, two years ago. And she said to him, "Well, okay. So basically, then you're now 40 years old." He said, "Yes." And you quit drinking two years ago when you're 18. When she died, he said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, that makes you 20 years old emotionally." Interesting. And said, what does she mean by that? I said, well, "That's she's very wise to say that. To that's very profound." He said, "Well, what does that mean?" He said, "Well, she's trying to tell you, but possibly, even though we haven't been drinking." Right. Uh, for the last two years, you, you know, emotion never grew up because you never dealt with your emotions, natural emotions. You drank. Interesting. And she said, so that emotional maturity is not there. So you, she said, you may not be 20 years old emotionally right now, not a minute. <laughs> now whether this is exactly 20 or not is irrelevant, but <laughs> right. your, point, your point's well taken. You ever heard an expression the dry drunk? Well what that expression means is a lot of people quit booze because they no longer can use that to control emotions. Can be very temperamental. They call it the dry drunk. Mm. And they're trying to sober up, and that can last a long time. Right. And so uh, her point was well taken. When you medicate emotions, either by whatever, in that case, alcohol, you you don't experience natural emotions your whole life. You don't know how to regulate your natural sure. emotions. That was her premise, and I said, I said it was very wiser to say that to you. She's right. Um, so I guess that's how I want to lead this into. Right now, emotions are our biggest cause of conflict. That would make sense. And it's the least studied in science. Hmm. Um, um, we, we haven't studied emotion. I had a book written, emotional intelligence, about maybe now it's about 30 years ago. Now, this is studied, but not as a formal science. Right. You have to define emotion. The E, and then emotion. If it comes from a Greek, again, like intelligence in right. a prior broadcast. The Greeks studied emotion. Aristotle was intrigued by them. Others were. And the E in the Greek language means two. So when you put E in front of a word, it means two, T-O. Okay. Motion comes through word action to cause motion, to cause an action. Makes sense. So the Greeks felt that without emotion, there's no action. Something prompted that action to happen, and, and, okay. and we might call it to motivate if that's what you want right. to call it. You can watch the athletic teams, for example. You know when they're getting beat, you know they lose their motivation. Well, they've lost their heart. They've mm-hmm. lost their drive. Yes. So, in the Greek philosophy, was to motion. They meant motions do two things. They affect the way we think, not just the way we act. Right. To move, to move, causes us to think a certain way and causes us to act a certain way. Yes. So, for example, anger causes us to fight. Uh, Basically, fear causes us to flight. Sad causes us to freeze. Sometimes we call that depression. Mm -hmm. Happy causes us to seek what makes us happy to seek. Disgust causes us to avoid things that may harm us. Disgusted. Right. Um, And then they use another one called surprise, which they call that natural. means people who seek all kinds of stimulation. We call them adrenaline junkies. So you come out of the brain, most of us, with various propensities to either get angry quicker, to get fearful quicker, to get sad quicker, or to be happy. And so consequently, uh, but those emotions affect our actions. But they also affect our thoughts.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And unfortunately, we don't realize that. And I would argue that you have all the things I've talked about today, the causes and all that, and so this is the critical piece. And... And because we don't teach people how to do, deal with our emotions, we medicate them to the point of we have a lot of problems. Sure. We haven't solved anything. No. Right. So one of the things about this is, is that we have to keep in mind that emotions can be for better or for worse. And in today's world, they're for worse in many instances. Right. Um, and uh, because we don't teach people how to regulate our emotions. Sure. So, one thing with regard to that is anger is probably the most dangerous of all the emotions. That Why? Would make sense. Well, <clears throat> anger is <throat> a defensive emotion. It causes you to defend, it right. causes you to fight. Well, the problem is when you're like that, you'll take any input. <laughs> right. Yes. You're angry. And therefore, everything else is wrong, and you're going to take it out on everybody else. And there's no reasoning with you. And you know, if you ever been in a correctional setting where someone loses it, or you're in a right. in the street situation when someone loses it, and they're angry, and your goal is to try to to try to stop it. And unfortunately, it's one of the most difficult ones to to deal with. Right. Uh, I deal a lot with police shootings, for example, and. Um, I heard one recently. He was standoff for over two and a half, three hours, and the guy was mm-hmm. constantly angry. He had his mother-in-law in the house. He was threatening her, um, and he would come out on the porch and wave and flail at people. He'd go back in, yell and scream, and it, and these officers were tempted to try to get him to get the anger down. Right, couldn't do it, and and so was, in a sense, it was a suicide by cop to some degree because. I do a lot of that issue too and in in that situation you may have even inmates that you'll commit suicide because they feel helpless. Right. Uh, they may be depressed they Yes. they set of problems. Okay? In this case it's fighting, anger. And so in the street a lot of times that's what they do. well what happens is this gentleman comes out with a gun and waves it around and points it at an officer knowing he's going to get one. Oh, okay. absolutely. And they, and they shoot him. And uh, and so consequently the question I always get from officers is how do you get that anger down? Mm. Right. You know, how do you lower it? Well, it's complicated. And one of the things we're going to be involved in this training when we get going with it, we're going to spend a lot of time on de escalation. Especially if it's anger. Right. Because anger is the most dangerous emotion when it comes to conflict. Because there's no reasoning with the person, they don't take any input. Sure. And oftentimes, You'll put your situation where, because they won't get rid of the really anger, they'll actually put themselves in harm's way in you. Right. And so, consequently, so we want to work on different emotions in this in this train that's coming up, especially anger. Also in corrections, depression, because right. depression oftentimes contributes to suicide. We call it sadness. Yes. Um, and even animals can express it. You know. Um, in sadness, what happens? A person freezes. Interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, an animal will, will, will not show sad. If an animal in, 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 in an, a, an environment will freeze to see if should I run or should I fight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. My deer in my property—they freeze. They hear something. They go like this. Well, people—people <laughs> people, in a sense—but with, with depression, it's chronic. How should I say immobilization?
0: I'm not moving forward. I'm not doing anything because I'm consumed by what I feel.
1: Yeah, and so depression is one of those emotions that basically gives you a sense that, that you don't want to live either, but for different reasons. Right. The angry person doesn't realize they don't want to live, but in a sense, they're really saying at a subconscious level, I don't care if I die. Right. I don't care if you go with me. Right. right. The depressed person is saying, I have no reason to live. Life has no meaning. And so, you know, you really got to realize those are two emotions that get you up. Now, fear can also get you in trouble. We call that fear because oftentimes when you're afraid, you actually become angry. That makes sense. For example, we know dogs typically smell fear in people. Right. And if a dog senses your fear, the dog senses you, you're going to hurt it. Mm-hmm. His ears go up. And so we've got these three negative emotions. We've got anger, fear, and sadness. And you have to teach people, look, at these emotions get you in trouble. And you can't medicate yourself every time you get sad, every right. time you get mad. Right. Okay? You, you just can't do that. So what you have to learn how to do is to process those emotions. I'm not someone who advocates the free expression of feeling. I'm not someone who advocates the suppression of feeling. I don't have okay. to either way. I tell people you can't you, you, can, you can't suppress them because they're going to catch up to you. Right. You can't express them because they're going to get you in damn trouble. Right. So what you better learn to do is regulate them. Hmm. What does that mean? Well, we're going to spend a lot of time on processing feelings in this training. I want to process the anger. I want to process why I have the anger. Okay. I want to process the fear. I want to process why am I afraid? And and that's something that really is powerful because what you're doing then is you're teaching people to self-control their emotions.
0: Sure. Right.
1: For example, if I sense that I'm angry about something, me, Mm -hmm. the first thing I do is I tell myself, okay, you're mad. What are you mad about? Okay. Because I don't want that anger to be perpetuated on how I act. Right. And how I think. And so I have to say to myself, okay, emotions don't occur in a vacuum. Right. Right. There's called cause and there's effect. Cause is what's called effect is the emotion. Right. So if what I'm thinking is causing me to feel this way, mm-hmm. or what I just experienced is causing me to feel this way, I have responsibility to not let how I think and how I see it affect how I feel this for the next action. Look at road rage, for example.
0: <laughs> right. Yes.
1: I mean, you watch people and you got people today, even a verbal slight sets them off. Mm-hmm. You looked at me funny. I think I'll kill you. Well, what the heck is that about? (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Come on. You know, and interestingly enough, one of the things, you know, years and years ago, I've been around a long time, and I interviewed some people in death row. Okay. Now, some of the people in death row, they're psychopaths. But some of them are just people who made a very bad decision Mm. on a day in their life. Right. Emotions took total control. Yes. And when I interviewed someone, they would say to me, I don't know where my head was at. Right. Right. If I could go back, I take it back. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Right. You did it. And what it is is those emotions that day and time triggered that behavior, which caused them to do something horrendous. Yes. Did they feel regretful? Some of them do. Right. But the reality is they did it. Right. So you got to realize that. And in, in, in the world of terrorism, for example, terrorism is perpetual anger. I'm feeding it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what we have to do in, in this section in, in conflict is we got to teach people to process emotion. we got to process why we're angry. We've got to process why we're afraid. We've got to process why we're down. And we got to basically understand that when that happens, we can get in conflict if we don't manage it. Sure. So, for example, I walk into my own home, if I sense that I'm a little bit irritated about something has nothing to do with my wife. Right. Or my life, or even my dog, I'm not going to take it out on them. Right. That's dumb, because now you have two problems. I got two problems. <laughs> I mean, now I get angry at home. Right. I'm on the couch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. So and my dog's me like I'm an idiot. So I got to think. you <laughs> don't do that. So I have to think to myself. Okay, I'm mad. Why am I mad? And what am I going to do about that? What am I going to do to get that under control? Yes. Yes. Right off the bat. So that's part of the issue with conflict. But then the other aspect comes through. How do I express emotion to people if it's negative? Mm. So it doesn't cause conflict. Sure. So if I'm going to express my emotion, it's a form of regulating because I can get it out. Right. Um, And a lot of times a post-traumatic stress is a good example. I do a lot of that. I see a lot of that. And when I bring someone in my office who's experienced a bad experience... I get them to verbalize their feelings about it. Now they don't want to because they know if they verbalize it, it's gonna cause those emotions to come back. Because sure, to think about it. Sure. But if they don't verbalize it and they don't purge it, it it's
0: gonna come out sometime.
1: In some other way. Right. Something will trigger it. Right. So at that moment in time I I want them to express how they feel to get it under control, to lower the conflict. Yes. Were you dealing with inmates? Are you dealing with uh, people on the street, or whatever. You got to learn to help them verbalize emotions so they act it out. They yeah. don't do something you know that gets them yes. in trouble. And so you got to learn how to communicate your emotions, but you also have to let other people learn how to do that. Yeah. Now, if you're a person who's a supervisor and you got an employee, or an officer, or whatever, who's having a difficult time. And they come in your office, for example, and they have a lot of feelings behind it. They probably aren't going to tell you how they feel. But your job is to try to get them to tell you how you feel.
0: Right. Right. If they if, get it out with you
1: rather than out there. And even if it's, they're mad at me. If they're mad at me sure. as a supervisor. That's fine. I'm not going to worry about that. Now, they may may have their thoughts wrong about why they're mad at me. Right. And I may have to tell them the way they're seen. It's not what happened. Right. But if they see it that way and they're angry, I say, well, there's another side of the story here. Yes. And, and so, but I'm letting him express it. But in in doing that, I have to get the person who's the supervisor or even the officer to not let negative emotion get them upset. So <laughs> right. if someone expresses a negative emotion to me like, you, you know, I, I don't get mad about it. I don't let their emotions do what to me. Here's <laughs> the problem. Emotions are contagious. Sure. Yes. So if you're mad at me, I'm probably going to get mad at you. If you're mad at me, I'm going to avoid you. You can't do either one. Right. So I tell people to manage your emotions, you can't fight, you can't flee. You've got to manage. Ah, correctional management techniques. You want to manage something, you can't run, you can't attack. So if someone's angry at me, I have to stand my ground. Right. I have to learn skills to get them to calm down. I got skills inside myself to not let me get angry because they're angry. Right. And therefore, I get, you know, I get everything under control. This is very difficult to teach. I imagine. And especially with males. (laughs) Because males typically have more difficulty expressing their feelings. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why. And I'm not saying that. And that's why sometimes female deputies are better in certain situations than male deputies are. Because females typically manage emotions better than males do.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So when people years ago want to put females in jails, I said, well, yeah, you know, you really want to think about that. There's some benefits to that. Sure. Have a bunch of macho males running around trying to regulate inmates. <laughs> right. Now, you got to have that too. Don't get right. me wrong. I'm not naive. Right. Well, here's the reason why. Most cultures, not all, teach women to be affective in how they view the world, which comes from the word affection. Okay. Men are taught to be basically instrumental, which is a, comes from the word instrumental tool, to be facts driven rational no feelings right and you get you get those two combinations in a world and mom and dad's job is to try to g- give both sets of skills to their children
0: mm-hmm.
1: teach the children that the world involves affection and feeling right but it also involves being rational and being technical and sometimes you know you got to kind of let your emotions to the side and kind of force yourself to get things done they're both right
0: mm-hmm
1: uh, I had a son. Interesting. One of my sons was funny, but he's a young man. He doesn't do it today. You know, he would never hit. I could tell right away he had difficulty with emotion. He's a real mashman kind of kid, and this is funny. And he and he'd sign his cards to me. He'd put down his full name, and he wouldn't say love. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you're my son. don't you know say is love. <laughs> Whatever. Right, yes. And yes. It took me a long time to break him in that. <laughs> but my other son would do it right off the bat. So now you've got other variables involved. But he's now a grown man. He actually, is, so one day I said, The ultimate test is I'm going to be in a restaurant with you, buddy. And as you walk out, I'm going to say, I love you, son. And you're going to say, I love you back in front of everybody. And he does it. Now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> he's improved. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can express it. Yes. And he's and he's done great with that. He's a very successful businessman, but but it was great when he was an athlete because you know he didn't you know let feelings overwhelm him. But you know, on the other hand, he was not the most caring human being in the world either. Right. Right you see what I'm saying? Yes. So Miller's gotta learn that. does it make him weak. Right. Very famous study is the British widower study. Uh, this is I mentioned this class a lot. This was done way a long time ago. Widows and widowers, men who lost, and wives and wives who lost their husbands. About 10,000 in the sample. And they looked at men and women in Great Britain who lost their spouses after the age of 55. Mm. And they found out that males, widowers, right. committed suicide 10 times more often than females. Wow. Why? Well, the theory was, theory is that men rely on women to deal with their emotions because they can't go to their friends with it, male friends. Interesting. Interesting. So a woman's job was to be affectionate, to be empathic, mm-hmm. you know, and and, and you know, and make you feel better. Right. Okay? And when that woman was lost, the men didn't know what to do. So right away they got married again and tried to replace it with somebody. Sure. So we know that emotions in males are a little more complicated in terms of how they're dealt with than in females. No, on the other hand, it can be over-emotional. Yeah, it can be over-emotional. Right. Oversensitive. Sure. Of course you can. So sometimes you gotta learn, you know, you gotta buck up and not be emotional about certain things. Right. It's just life. Yes. And in conflict situations, yeah, you gotta learn both. You gotta learn how to respond to someone's emotions, but you also have to learn to regulate your emotions in a tough tough situation. And consequently that's that's kind of our goal. And so what we're gonna do a lot in this in, is, is in this training is we're gonna spend a lot of time is recognizing the emotions you experience.
0: Mm.
1: we're also doing something very unique we call it emotional vocabulary okay and you're going to spend a lot of time what does that mean well there's a term in psychiatry called alexithymia it's a fancy term uh, as a matter of fact any a young man want to be a deputy with an agency and, and and he passed intelligence was off the charts he, he passed everything but he told the interviewer interesting enough that when he was a kid, he stole from his parents, the polygrapher. Okay. And they're like, okay. And then he also said that he had a girlfriend when he was like 18 and grabbed him when she broke up with him and shook her, but let her go. Well, they were saying, well, how did he pass the psychic test? Well, he did. He got an 86 in the test. Well, so they sent him to me because they wanted him, but they say, he self-disclosed this stuff. <laughs> so they bring him to me. You appreciate me. It's all oh, we're talking about here. He comes in, he had no affect in his face, expressionless. Big dude, powerful-looking guy. Comes in, no emotion on his face, just flat affect in the face, sits down. He said, uh, uh, I, 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 why am I here? I understand. I, I said, you did, and you did He said, okay. I said, you told the polygrapher that you stole from your parents, and you also mentioned that you had a girlfriend who broke up with you, and you shook her, but you let her go. And they're really concerned about that. He said, I, 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 I felt bad about that. I, I, I shouldn't have done that. Okay. How were you raised? Well, I'm an only child, and I was homeschooled. Oh, problem number one. My parents are both in law enforcement, he says, hmm. veterans. And basically, um, they didn't have me bring friends to the house. I said, Okay. So they're trying to sense the evil out of the world, probably get bad things out of it. He said, yes. Mm. I said, okay. Um, I said, have you ever had alexithymia? He said, no, sir. I said, well, by looking at you, you're alexithymic. It's not, it's not a mental illness, but it's an emotional problem. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> the A means non. Right. So, A means, if you're asocial, you're non-social. Right. Alexi means, A means non-lexi. Lexi Lexi means language. Okay. You're not able to express language. Thymia means sensation. He says, okay. I say, you don't realize it, but no one's ever taught you how to express your emotions in words, so you act them out. Hmm. I I can't express my emotions in words, Thymia means emotion. And so when I can't verbalize my what, he said, when I grabbed that girl. I he said, powerful looking guy. He said, I frightened her. And I let her go. And I'm thinking, what the hell was that about? But I did it. Yeah. But he's blatantly honest. Right. So that's why they were so confused. Right. He wasn't trying to hide it. He wasn't trying to hide it. And they're going like, so I had to call up the recruiter. And I said, here's the deal with this kid. I want you to hire him. He's going to be in the jail. And I, I started having to read about emotions. Okay. And about emotional vocabulary. And I gave him some recommendations. I also said, you, you know, I said, I want you to go to A.P. I want you to, go to have a counseling program. They're going to hire you so you can get A.P. And you better learn how to express your emotions in a way that's constructive. Right. But you got to have vocabulary. Yes. So you don't physically act. Yes. Now, he's a bright guy. He, and he said, I wish someone had told me that when I was younger. That's why I got in so much trouble. I, I would feel it, but I couldn't what?
0: yeah couldn't control like it. a physical yeah
1: then I felt horrible <laughs> right you see so these are some of the things you want to work on in this training is we don't I don't want you being be a correctional officer <laughs> right yes you might have go boom <laughs> <laughs> yes friend talk yes but you also may not be able. so we got to understand this is co- this of all the training we're going to do in conflict this is going to be the most critical one because negative motions get you in big trouble okay I guess we got to go here what time you got
0: we're about out. We're about out of time. So okay, we want right. some
1: good There we go. <laughs> see y'all, everybody. <laughs>
0: well, I appreciate y'all have being with. Have good feelings
1: since time I see you again. Get good emotions in there.
0: That's right. <laughs> be looking forward. Uh, we've the training will be uh, released, I believe, in the next year. Don't hold me to that the timetable. Books, the
1: books coming to uh, the editor. The first book for supervisors to come in two weeks. Okay. The second one for officers probably about four weeks. We're well, hoping we can introduce it in Indianapolis, but maybe not. Okay. So
0: being being uh, be looking for that. Uh, in the meantime, as I said before, if you got questions, uh, ideas, or something you want to comment with Dr. Sampson, then you send it to the Shakedown at jailtraining.org, and I will forward that on. I um, hope you were able to glean some good stuff out of this and enjoyed it. Uh, uh, until the next time, as always, guys, stay sharp, stay safe, stay vigilant, and Godspeed.